everybody. I am Giancarlo, the founding pastor for Victory Church, and here we are again with a lot of joy, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great uh, dinner tonight, and Charlotte cooked for us. Uh, what is the name? No, you tell us what it's called. No, I, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Hambalaya. Hambalaya. Jambalaya. Jambalaya. <laughs> Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Whatever. And it was great. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> great. Really? Here we go. <laughs> you started that. The, the joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord is here again. Zip it. <laughs> so, welcome, friends, for being uh, good viewers. We are going to give you a reward today. We are going to give you a hug. At Digital cyber hook. Get it. Okay. Good. Now, now, <laughs> now we are going to read the scripture. Today is lesson number 30. April the 10th, 2018. Genesis chapter 17 from the verse 15 through the verse 27. Sweetheart, please go ahead and read for us the scripture. God said to Abraham, I will give Sarai, your wife, a new name. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her, I will give her a son, and you will be the father. She will be the mother of many new nations. Kings of nations will come from her. Abraham bowed his face to the ground to show he respected God. But he laughed and said to himself, I am a hundred years old, I cannot have a son. And Sarah is ninety years old, she cannot have a child. Then Abraham said to God, I hope Ishmael will live and serve you. God said, No, I said that your wife Sarah will have a son. You will name him Isaac. I will make my agreement with him that will continue forever with all his descendants. You mentioned Ishmael, and I heard you. I will bless him, and he will have many children. He will be the father of twelve great leaders. His family will become a great nation. But I will make my agreement with Isaac, the son of who Sarah will have. He will be born at this same time next year. After God finished talking with Abraham, God went up into heaven. Then Abraham gathered together Ishmael and all the slaves born in his house. He also gathered all the slaves he had bought. Every man and boy in Abraham's house was gathered together, and they were all circumcised. Abraham circumcised them that day just as God had told him to do. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised, and Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised. Abraham and his son were circumcised on the same day. Also, on that day, all the men in Abraham's house were circumcised. All the slaves born in his house and all the slaves he had bought were circumcised. Thank you, sweetheart. By the way, Thelma says, uh, hugs to everyone. How about that? Hi, Thelma. Yellow. <laughs> and uh, so for the, the viewers, I want you to know that there is a comment with the notes for this study, so you can follow us as well. All right. There is the first question here. It says, what is the meaning of the name Sarai or Sarah? Who can tell Princess. us? <laughs> Princess. Exactly. That is one. What is the other meaning? Lady. Lady. Very well. What else? Uh, it was woman of high rank. <laughs> That's awesome. You are really smart. That's good. 
And in modern Hebrew, what is the meaning of that name? Woman minister. That's right. It's a special name. You know, the, the, the Lord changed the name of Sarai to Sarah, but basically the meaning kept the same. <clears throat> now, there are some interesting points in today, tonight's study. In the verse number 17, it says that after Abraham, and notice this, please. Now, Abraham is not <coughs> named at all. He's not called at all Abraham. From now on, after the change, his name is now Abraham. Okay? So it's the same guy. Okay. <clears throat> when Abraham bowed his face to the ground after that, it says that he laughed and said to himself, I am a hundred years old, I cannot have a son, and Sarah is 90 years old. She cannot have a child. The question is, was the Lord offended by Abraham's laughter? What do you think? It sounded more like he was annoyed. Annoyed? That's what well, it sounded like to me. No, I said. Okay, all right. So the Lord was not offended, just Yeah, but annoyed. that wasn't in regards to his laughter. It wasn't? No, that he said no I, when he said, I hope Ishmael would live and serve you. <clears throat> right? Or is that wrong? Well, that was the next thing God said. Right. So, well, the, the interesting thing here is Abraham laughed, right? Think about this idea. The Lord says something to you. He promises you something. Or you read in the scripture. Let's put it this way. You read in the scripture a promise. Is it possible that you will be laughing at it? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I think it's possible that people do laugh at stuff like that. Have you? Have I laughed? I've laughed before. <laughs> at the promise. At one of the promises from the Lord. Well, I laughed about the whole circumcised thing. <laughs> funny. You, you would say, hey, we're going to cut everybody's stuff. And you're that's oh, kind of funny. Let's circumcise you. And that's See, funny. that's funny, right? Right? I mean, I laugh. So, yeah, it's possible. Now, is it, should we laugh? That's the question. And the answer probably is no. Probably is not. But we do, right? We do. And God I, has a sense of humor. I believe so. He has he to. Laughs. He has to laugh. <laughs> he may have know? been a little bit disappointed. Because sometimes, you know, that happens. You know, you get right. disappointed at your kids when, <clears throat> when they don't have faith and they don't believe. It's you true. Know, it's a little disappointing. Like, damn, for all that stuff that I didn't show you. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but uh, we can agree that not necessarily by laughing at things the Lord will be upset or mad at you, right? We know that He is gracious and loving. It's not a disrespectful thing to laugh at some things like, really? Because this is what He's saying, right? I'm old. Really? That That is the point. And, uh, and sometimes we can feel that way, right? Really? The Lord can bless me with that? You know, sometimes we, myself as a pastor, I talk to people and I see them in, in a this very stressful situation and I say, the Lord will provide for your needs. And some of them, they laugh and they say, really, Jan, really? How? That is impossible. That sounds impossible. right? But we know that the Lord can provide. Now, did the Lord correct Abraham? Yes. He did. Mm -hmm. He did. In the verse 19, the Lord said, No, I said that your wife, Sarah, will have a son. 
which may, makes me think of two ideas, guys. The, the, the first idea is <clears throat> if we do or say something wrong and somebody corrects <coughs> us, do we take that correction in a positive way and we say, maybe you are right, let me think about it. Is that how we respond or we immediately get upset because somebody corrected us? What do you think? It's how you're being corrected. It's how you're being corrected. That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, it's how you're being corrected. So, yeah, that's the issue. Well, but let's suppose it's our authority, whether it's in the workplace or in the school or if it's a police officer because the way that we are driving. Someone has authority in your life and that person cor corrects you. How do you respond to that correction? Right? I understand, depending how they say it, but do we acknowledge that there is room for, mis for a mistake and we say, well, maybe... I should change it that way. That's that's what I am talking about. Yeah, I think we should. We should. We gotta gotta keep an open mind about stuff. Right. But I agree. I think uh, depending how the person corrects us, we can respond better. Right. Uh -huh. And uh, that that is important for us as parents or grandparents or supervisors wherever we work. When we see somebody doing something wrong, we need to find ways to communicate that without being. Um, uh, offensive, probably, or rude, maybe. Right. I think like that, how we, he did a hair thing was good because he acknowledged Ishmael. You know what I'm saying? He, he went ahead and acknowledged it. Right. So, like, no, look, I'm not just completely disregarding what you're saying here. Right. I'm going to help him out, too. Right. But understand that this is what I'm telling you. Correct. And so that is the next it. point. The Lord was fair because the Lord didn't uh, ignore Ishmael at all. The Lord said, no, I'm going to bless him. That is what it says in verse 20, right? Uh, I heard you. I love that. The Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, I heard you. So the Lord is going to be fair to us, guys. Very, very fair. If you today are longing for a promise, please think about this that I just said. If you today are longing for a promise from the Lord in the scripture about your life, about something that you are really desiring, if you are waiting for that promise to be fulfilled, <clears throat> do not hesitate to tell the Lord about it because he will say the same thing that he said to Abraham. I heard you. Because he's, he's fair. Some people think that once you say to the Lord uh, something in a prayer, uh, that's it. You don't need to say it anymore. You know, there is an example. Actually, if you remember well, uh, this woman, the Lord Jesus told the story of this woman that went constantly to the judge. Mm -hmm. You remember? What, what is the story? Do you remember? She kept asking and asking him for something, and he'd say no, and she'd come back, and it was just like, like the nagging wife, <laughs> asking that. Fine, fine, I'll give it to you. 
because if, if I don't give it to you, you will continue bothering me, right? Yes. And the Lord Jesus told the story <clears throat> like, come on, people, don't give up in your desires. And that is what I am trying to say to you. What is that promise from the Bible, from the Lord to your life that is not being fulfilled yet? Keep talking about it. Say to the Lord again, Lord, just remember this promise and he will do it. You know something? The good Lord, number one, He is almighty, right? He can do anything. There is nothing impossible for Him. Do we agree on that? Mm -hmm. There is no one thing that is impossible for the Lord. He can do anything. But also, He is compassionate and generous. So, do not stop telling Him what is what you need. Do not stop talking to Him about that thing. Do not stop. Keep pushing. Keep saying it. Because the Lord will do it. Yeah. And um, I believe it's Matthew. There's a scripture that um, says, you know, to go in your room and close the door and pray. But it also states that don't just keep blah, 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 blah. Right. Is that not right? Correct. So what is the difference in? Because it says you believe that he will do it. So the, you keep asking because you believe it. You believe it. You, you just rem, remember, remind the Lord, Lord, please remember my, let's say, uh, one hypothetical situation. Let's suppose that I have a relative that is uh, in trouble, whatever kind of trouble, right? So I know that there is a promise that the Lord will hear my prayers. He hears my prayers. So I am asking the Lord, please, Lord, touch such and such person. Do something in his life. I want him to come back to you. So I keep praying in that way. And I say to the Lord the same prayer over and over. But I say, and I know you hear me. And I know you can do it. So I thank you, Lord, for this miracle. It's going to happen in your time. But I thank you, Lord. You see, is is the request, is the petition with the thanksgiving. Because faith is that, that you believe that he will do it. You believe that he will do it. Do not give up saying to the Lord this, even if it's the same thing, but give thanks to him. Right? Because when, when we have, uh, let me give you a simple example, but we have a kid in the house. And we say to this kid that we will take this kid to somewhere in the afternoon. And at noon, this kid is just desperate to go to that place. And it will not stop uh, telling you what time what time is it daddy what time is it mama you told me you will take me and you know that that pressure somehow forces us to do what we what we promised and uh, this kid asking and asking and asking eventually will move us to do what we promised but at the same time if the kid it's just uh, misbehaving and is negative and now he's crying and making drama out of that situation and then no 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 that's not the way to ask me <laughs> i just remember uh, you know my my daughter natalie she was always a sweet girl always all her life sweet and i couldn't refuse to say no to mainly anything that she asked me because she came to me and gave me this look with those beautiful <laughs> eyes and those beautiful 
gigantic eyelashes and the, her, her pretty face. And she, Daddy, you told me. Daddy, will you take me? What time are we going? And then she smiled. I mean, it was melting my heart. I just couldn't say no to her. Because the sweetness and... Uh, <laughs> it was the daddy's heart couldn't say no to this girl about something that I offered. But her approach to me triggered my actions. Do you see what I'm saying? You are the, the Lord's children. We are the Lord's children. If we come to Him and we ask Him in the right way, believing that He can do it, He will do it. He will do it. All right. Verse 21. We're going to read it. It says, But I will make my agreement with Isaac, the son who Sarah will have. He will be born at this same time next year. So, will the Lord do what He promises? Yes. yes, we know that. But I have two questions here for you about time. How many months are in a year? Twelve. Twelve. Now, the Lord said to him, from here to one year, she will have the baby. So, how many months... <laughs> Did Abraham have to procreate a baby? Three months. Three months. How old is Abraham? Abraham. Is is ninety nine. He's ninety nine. We chose right. Ninety nine. A hundred years. So in order to procreate a baby, and you are ninety nine, you really will need a miracle, <laughs> right? Physically speaking, how a man can procreate a baby at that age? Oysters. <laughs> and uh, and what about Sarah? Sarah also she was she was old. She was old. Okay. Here here's the thing. Abraham listen guys, Abraham had three months to procreate this baby. Three months before the baby will be conceived. Do we agree on that? Mm -hmm. Because nine months of pregnancy, and the Lord said in one year the baby will be here. So imagine three months that this man is thinking, wow, we will have a child. Sarah and I will have a child. We are old. <laughs> well, I suppose we will try. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what they were thinking. But in order to, to accomplish that task, you know that will, will, a miracle needed to happen. And here's the interesting part. It says that after that, the Lord went to heaven. He didn't talk to Abraham anymore at that point. Bye-bye. But Abraham, Abraham, verse 23, Abraham gathered together Ishmael and everybody, and they did the circumcision to all these men. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. He needed to do his part. Abraham needed to start doing his part. Somehow, and here is the main point for you guys. I want you to try to get it. When you do your part, and you start doing your part in the things that you can do, 
then the Lord will move in the areas that you can't do. Abraham needed to circumcise all these people. Including himself. Including himself. He's kind of cut down to three months because now he's got to heal. Imagine. He can't just gear up. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Correct. So he's got really like two months, a month and a half. Who knows? Best. Exactly. Well, right. That's right. why there, it's it a miracle. It takes about a month to heal. It's, it's a miracle. Not if it's a miracle. So <laughs> when I ask you the question, what is the promise that you are expecting from the Lord to be fulfilled <clears throat> in your life? What is that promise? Please think about it. What is that promise? Do you want a miracle in your finances? And I'm talking to you now, my dear viewer or listener. Are you expecting a miracle <coughs> in your finances or in your health, in your career, in your sentimental life, in your family, in your uh, spiritual life? What is that miracle that you are expecting? So there are two components in this, in this process of a miracle. The, the first component is what are the things that you can do? That is what you should do. And then the other component is the miracle itself, is what the Lord will do for you when he sees you doing your part. And, and that, that is, my friends, the, the main idea tonight that whatever is the promise that you are expecting from the Lord, the miracle that you would love to see from God in your life, what are those things that is up to you to do? What are your responsibilities in this matter? Do it. You do your part and you will see that once you start doing it, and you believe that, and you start working in faith, walking in faith, the miracle will happen to you. Because the Lord is faithful. And I want to encourage each one of you to, to believe in that. There are so many wonderful things that He, he has for us, for each one of us. You know, in our families, in, in our finances, in, in, in our church. And our businesses, those who have businesses and companies, he can, he can do awesome things for people when people believe in him. You trust in the Lord. Do your part, and you will see what he can do for you. And with this, I'm finishing this study for tonight. And from Victory Church, we all here say to you, have a beautiful night. Remember, seek first the kingdom of the Lord, and everything else will be added to you. Have a beautiful night. Ciao.